Well, good afternoon. Welcome in. It is Beamer in for Tom Bowerly here on News Radio 930 WBEN. Hope everyone's enjoying their Monday afternoon. Maybe you had the day off. Maybe you didn't. I thought a lot of people did until I drived into work. But, I mean, people could have obviously been on the road for other reasons than work. Uh, it just seems like most people are uh, are working. I, you know, I've been doing the um, the buttoned up, buttoned down, buttoned up. What do you call it? The, the, the shirt with buttons, okay? I've been wearing shirts with buttons. But today's a holiday, right? I mean, it's it's a federal holiday. Schools are closed. Banks are closed. There's no mail. So I decided just to come in in long sleeves and shorts. So... I guess that breaks the streak again. I'm calling today a very casual day since so many people are off of work. But you know, if you want to say the streak ended today, uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna fight it. Um, I just want to say the last four hours, uh, David Show, very insightful. Um, I you, you could never turn off David Show, uh, but the last four hours was um, very insightful radio. And uh, if you missed any of that, you can find it on demand at WBEN.com and the Odyssey app. I would hope you would wait until this show's over. Uh, but I, I just wanted to give a shout out to, uh, to David for a very insightful show um, over the last four hours. Uh, yesterday, something we've been talking so much about, uh, the Bills playing over in London. And, you know, ever since it was announced, oh my gosh... Western New York was getting excited. Bars were applying for permits so they could serve alcohol early. You had churches moving their service up so people could be home in time for the Bills game. This was so exciting to be playing a 9:30 game. Can I just say something? Kind of sucked. Not not a big fan of 9:30 NFL games. I can do 9:30 Soccer games, I don't watch that much soccer, but when I do, I'm fine watching that at 9.30. Something about a 9.30 NFL game, it really just takes your whole day away. And I am not a fan of 9.30 a.m. games. I'm not a fan of playing in London. The Bills are 0-2 in London. And, and by the way, no offense to our great friends in Toronto. This is not to, be, this is not to offend you, okay? I didn't like playing games in Toronto. I got to be honest. Uh, I didn't like that series. The Bills won one game in that entire series. So I was so happy when that series was over. Uh, But this NFL and London thing, and no offense uh, to the people of London, uh, but it wasn't even the top event going on when the game kicked off. Like, who's this game for? It's supposed to be bringing the NFL to Europe but like I said, I mean, it was probably the third or fourth event in London at the time it kicked off. Seemingly, it was just a bunch of people from Buffalo who flew over to London. Took away a home game, right? Season ticket holders. We, uh, we lost a home game for that. And the Bills end up losing. They lose Matt Milano for the season. I, I mean, just, there was nothing good about the game yesterday. Now, I will say... Uh, went to went to the Mazur, met to the Mazurowskis, uh yesterday morning. That was a, that was a fun time. Always fun hanging out uh, with friends over there, and uh, that that was probably the most fun of the whole game. The game just was very lackluster. 
couldn't really get going. And then, like, after the game, it's 12, what, 12.40, And I just, I feel like it's, I, I feel like it's 4 or 5 o'clock. You know, go home. We actually went to, our in, went to my in-laws. My wife and I slept through a majority of the 1 o'clock games. It's just like the, the day dragged on after it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Not a fan. I like a good 1 o'clock game. Give me a 4 o'clock game. The older I get, I don't like the night games because I just feel it the next day. I know I'm sounding like an old man. I, I, I am. I mean, I'm, I'm sounding like an old man while I'm wearing my, my slide-on shoes. So, uh, just nothing about that game I liked. And I would be okay if the Bills never played a game in London again. I think we've done our share. We, we've played the second most in, in international games, if you count the Toronto games. I'm good never doing that again. And if I were the Bills, I would just say, eh, you know what, we don't want to do it. We don't want, we don't, you know. And quite frankly... I understand people are saying, well, the experts said this. It wasn't the, the lack of sleep. The Jaguars were, were able to do it. Eh. Leaving Thursday night doesn't seem like it was such a good idea. Now people are saying, Joe, don't point to that. That's no excuse. Eh. It doesn't seem like the uh, – it seems like the team that was there all week played a lot better. And, again, we'll, we'll get another example of this next week. Baltimore left today to play their game out in London. And let's just say – Way too many games being played in London, if you ask me. Way too many games. You know, when's the last time the Premier League played a meaningful season game in the United States of America? Can anyone point to when that happened? They come over here, they bring a few players, they play a few friendlies. But they've never played a meaningful game. The Premier League doesn't come over here and play meaningful games in the States. The NFL, if the, if the Jags, if Jacksonville wants to play their one home game uh, a season in London, fine, keep doing it. But the NFL to force all these games over in London, like I said, when the Bills are there, it's not even it's it's the third or fourth most popular event going on in London. I just don't get it. I'm not a fan of it. And yes, maybe I'm a little bitter because the Bills lost yesterday. But I, I'm sorry, I just don't think you come off a 48-20 victory against Miami and play like that if that game is where it was supposed to be at Highmark Stadium. That game was supposed to be at Highmark Stadium. You lose the home field advantage. I don't care that it, w- it was mostly Bills fans, and they were loud, don't get me wrong. But when you're not playing at Highmark Stadium, you lose the home field advantage. I don't care what the circumstances are. So, I'm just a little bitter this morning, or this afternoon. I feel like that's a winnable game. Do you realize the Buffalo Bills have not defeated Jacksonville outside of Highmark Stadium since 2009? We've got the ugly loss uh, during Urban Myers Jacksonville in Jacksonville. The two London losses. But, we, but the Bills beat them at Highmark Stadium. I'm, I'm just, I'm not a fan of this. I'm not, I'm not a fan of the NFL forcing these games to be, to be moved. I want to know, with all the hype, because everyone was talking about these morning, this morning kickoff. Oh, breakfast with the Bills. It's going to be so much fun. Do you feel like once the, the game was going on, even take the game out of it, was it, was it really that much fun playing a 9.30 a.m. game? 
Was there any fun playing a 9.30 a.m. game? I'm going to say no. And with the time difference, it didn't even have to be at 9 a.m. They could have played that game at 1 o'clock our time, 6 o'clock London time. There's no, there's no reason for a 9.30 a.m. game. It's fine when it's someone else's team, <laughs> right? But when it's your team and you get as infested as we do here in, in Western New York, we love our Bills, right? Everything revolves around the Bills. I just, I don't think that's fair to the fan base. I definitely don't think it was fair to the team. And I know life's not fair. But to lose that home field advantage, to lose Matt Milano in that game, and that's another thing. They, they, they take the grass away for football games and put turf down. So they have grass for soccer games, but turf for NFL games at that stadium. That makes absolutely no sense to me. So just a little bitter this morning. Um, what was your experience? Did you, did you enjoy the, the morning game? Was it nice to have some coffee and watch the Bills? And let's, let's also talk about these experts. These experts that said leaving Thursday after practice was the best way to go. There's a little heat on them today. And again, you can say, Joe, it wasn't the sleep. It had nothing to do with that. Fine. But there's some heat on these experts. Number one, do you think the experts were wrong? I mean, do you think it had something to do with the five-hour difference? Regardless of that, though, when is a a time at work, at your place of business, or maybe at home? Maybe maybe you screwed up something at home and you had to answer for it. When the, the pressure is on you, do you go right to taking the blame? Do you deflect does it really depend on the situation? 803-0930, star 930. So I want to I get into that uh, for the next segment, and then we'll move on to some other things. Uh, this, this morning football game, did it kind of just take you out of a groove? I mean, isn't football, isn't the NFL one of those things that's meant to be played in the afternoon? Or is that just me? And then when the pressure is on, when you've screwed up something either at work or at home, and you've got to an answer for it. Do you deflect blame or will you take the blame? And I've told stories about that here. Um, one of my first years at WBEN, I, uh, I'm going to give you two examples, actually. So one of my first years at WBEN, I was working the Saturday night shift, okay? And it was just 6 to 11, and there was a, a live program at 6, and it would have been the first live show that I had run on the board, right? So I was a little nervous about that. I think we all get nervous in that situation. Um, and after the first time, the host of that show, who's no longer here, so this isn't, you know, this isn't throwing shade at anyone that's currently at the station. The host of the show uh, said that I was awful. I can't produce live programming. Actually walked into the control room where Tanner is right now and said, have you considered... Another uh, another field at school. Asked me if I was still in school. It was uh, the host and a guest of his. Walked into the control room. Asked me, are, are you still in school? I said, yes, I'm still in school. And then he said, have you considered another field? After one hour of live programming that he thought I was so bad. Now, let me tell you, this, this isn't a radio person. 
was a person who had bought some time on the air and was and had a show. Luckily for me, I did not let that distract. Uh, I didn't let that change my path, and I continued going to school for communications. But obviously, I'm asked about it on Monday. And this is the way I, I took it. I, this was early on when I was here. I didn't want to lose the job. I didn't want them to think I was someone who just doesn't take blame. So I said, you know, maybe I made a mistake. Maybe I didn't run the program as, as right. There were a lot of moving pieces. Now, that's no excuse. But, you know, I took the blame. Even though, to this day, I don't think it was as bad as this person was making it sound, I took the blame. Because I know this person probably took a lot of pride in their show. And... um Yada, yada, yada. The very next week, I felt like I changed up some things. This person also threw a few more curveballs. Anyway, decided that I could no longer produce live programming. And and made my Saturday night shift 7 to 11 instead of 6 to 11, only for a few weeks. And then um, this person decided to just do everything on tape. And now, like I said, no longer at the station. So this isn't throwing shade at anyone who's on currently on the station. Um... But in that instance, I just continued to say, you know, I continued to take the blame while also defending myself, right? Especially the second time. I said, okay, maybe it wasn't run to the way that this person liked. However, I ran the show as the clock says to run it. And again, not completely saying, oh, I'm never to blame because we all know that person, right? We all know the person who will never take blame. Eventually, we just know they're going to come up with an excuse, but it's probably this person, right? I mean, again, if you're if you're if someone's accusing you of something you didn't do, obviously, you're going to defend yourself. But we all know that person who, when it's just a minor thing, like, hey, did you not lock the door? Pfft, I locked the door. What are you talking about? You know, and then eventually you realize, oh, this person just never takes blame. I mean, eventually just, why even ask this person? We just know this person did it. Another example while I was working here, and I'm giving a lot of examples. I wonder why I'm still here. Uh, And I've told this story on the air before. Uh, I was working the overnights. I wanted to watch a sitcom that was popular at the time. And that... uh, that sitcom was not, a, this is before everything was you know, available that night on the station's website. It's not like it is now. Um, so I went to a website that apparently, uh, apparently was not legit and downloaded the show to watch and fried the computers in the control room. Now, it was one of those things that slowly fried it so nothing happened while I was there. And I was working the overnight, so I go home, I take a nap, I wake up to all these missed calls. And I walked in and go, yeah, that was 100% me. I, how am I going to get myself out of this? That's not, even, that's not even an option, number one. Number two, I think they'll have a lot more respect for you, Joe, if you just... I, I thought that I was done. I thought that I was no longer an employee at WBEN. But you know what? If I had tried to say it was something else, you pro- I, probably was, I probably would not have been an employee at WBEN. But I walked in there. Again, I'm not always, I'm not, I'm not always the adult. Uh, But in this situation, I was the adult. I said, yeah, it was stupid on me. I'm sorry. And believe me, I had people that were furious at me, furious. And I felt awful. Like it was a huge, it was a dumb mistake on my part. But I just took the blame. Yeah, it was me. What about you? 803-0930, star 930. We see the heat being put on these experts that said, hey, let's fly Thursday night. That's the best for them. Now, we never, we'll never know 
if it was a lack of sleep, adjusting to the time, or if the team was just off on Sunday. But let's just say you're in that situation. You've got some blame on you. How do you accept or deflect blame? What's a situation where you really just had to be the adult and accept blame? 803-0930, star 930. And what what was your experience with the 930 Buffalo Bills game? Are you hoping never to have one ever again as long as you live? Or beside the game, maybe you enjoyed it. Maybe you had a good morning. Let me know. 803-0930, star 930. It's Beamer in for Bowerly. Taking your calls after this on News Radio 930 WBEM. Hey, hey, welcome back. Beamer in for Bowerly here on News Radio 930 WBEM. So, threw a few topics out there for you, talking about yesterday. I was about to say last night. Uh, talking about the Bills game yesterday, the 930 start. It was so hyped up, everyone excited. And don't get me wrong, I thought, yeah, 930 is good. Until, you know, Sunday morning rolled around. I'm like, oh, man, 930. I mean, and this is someone who hosts a 10 a.m. show most Sundays. And 9.30 for me is like, eh, I, it just kind of takes you out of a groove. And again, I know I'm, I'm sounding like an old man, uh, but what was your experience? 803 star 9.30. Your thoughts on the game. Did the team look tired? Do you think it had to do with not leaving until Thursday? Do you think that could have changed if they had done what Baltimore is doing this week, left on Monday? Do you feel London games are ridiculous and maybe the NFL shouldn't be having, you know, shouldn't have three-plus games over in London and in Europe. No offense to Europe, but you've got your soccer. And I don't remember the Premier League ever coming over here and playing meaningful games. They do the summer tour. They play some friendlies. I've never heard of the Premier League playing a meaningful game in the United States of America. So I don't know why the NFL feels like they have to. Again, when the game yesterday was maybe the fourth biggest event going on in London at the time. You know what I mean? It wasn't even the big event. It was a big event for people who had traveled from Buffalo. It was not the big event that the NFL, I think, wanted it to be um, in London yesterday. So I I just don't know if if it's really worth the... I don't know if it's worth the travel, the injuries, I mean, everything that's happened. And then taking blame. And I know we've done stuff along this line before when I filled in for Tom or, or David. Uh, but you know, the heat is on all the experts who said, Hey, um, leaving Thursday is the best time to leave. Uh, this will get them ready for the game Sunday. And again, we don't know if that's right or wrong. We'll never really know the answer. Um, but the heat's on. How do you respond when the heat is on you at work or at home? When, when someone has blamed you for something again, I was just, I was just talking to, um, uh, our engineer Al during the break, and I said it's it's really a fine line, right? You don't want to you want to be able to defend yourself and say no, I didn't do that. What I'm being ac- accused of, you know, I, I, again, I'll go back to my example. Yes, I can I can produce live programming, right? I wanted to be able to say that I'd only been here for a year, so you don't want to be the person who always says it's not you, but you also want to be able to defend yourself. You know, I mean, again, there's the person that if you accuse them of, did you not lock the door? <sighs> I locked the door, right? I mean, they will They will always, even if it's just the smallest thing, they'll always make sure that they take blame for absolutely nothing. 
So what's an example of that? How do you handle something like that? Do you deflect the blame or do you take the blame? Again, when I fried three computers in the control room, I took the blame. It was on me. That was my fault. No reason to get out of it, right? And, and I think, for being honest, if you try to get yourself out of something that's clearly your fault, you're just probably putting your job in more um, in more in jeopardy more than if you had just taken the blame. Obviously, depending on what it was. Eight hundred three hundred nine thirty star nine thirty. Tom in Lockport. Tom, what did you think of uh, the Sunday morning game? Oh, Joe, you talk about going from the penthouse to the outhouse. Man, that was uh, uh, just just sucked all the energy right out of me. I, I don't. Uh, I wasn't looking. I wasn't even looking forward to the game. I don't know why they do this. I think it's just uh, uh, personally. Uh, it's. It, I, I think that uh, Jacksonville had a huge advantage being there two weeks and us being there for three days. Oh yeah, I mean, I, I don't know how you could watch that game and say. You know, the teams stepped on the field evenly. I mean, Jacksonville wasn't suffering the injuries we were suffering early on. None of it. None of it. None of it at all. So uh, I hope uh, I hope we don't continue this uh, venture. Um, it was just uh, too bad for the Bills. You know, we, we've we've lost a couple key players here again, and uh, this is going to cost us. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, the Bills are going to have to be active uh, at the deadline and how that looks, what what you give up for that, um, I guess, is for the people who are uh, paid a little more than me, Tom. Appreciate the uh, call, Tom, in Lockport. I mean, that's the other thing. I, I, I'm not saying the Bills would have won at Highmark Stadium. Obviously, you play the games. That's why you know, I mean, the games aren't played on paper. That's why you play the games. But I think we're talking about a 4-1 and Bills team if that Bills home game hadn't played at Highmark Stadium. And I, I am I am... I didn't want to go in this direction, but I'm going to go in this direction. It is a little upsetting when we are spending over a billion dollars to put a brand new stadium in Orchard Park, and the NFL can walk up to us and say, hey, we're taking a home game away from you. That's ridiculous. The money that this community, the state, is putting into the stadium, if you agree with it or not, that's not the topic. But the money that's going into this new stadium in Orchard Park, this beautiful stadium that the Bills will play in for at least 30 years, the fact that the NFL can step right up and say, hey, we're taking one of your home games away. It's ridiculous. And not only that, you're taking the home field advantage away. Again, I don't care if if it was all Bills fans at that game yesterday. It's still taking the home field advantage away. And I just, again, I I, I realize life's not fair. I realize the NFL is, it's, it's all about money. I get it. But I think that's really tough to say to a team. That's really tough to say, to a region who is pumping a ton of money into this new stadium to be able to walk in and say, we're going to take a, 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 a game day away from you. And that's, that's so much more than just the Bills. That's so much more than the NFL. That's the businesses around the stadium, right? That's, the, that's, that's O'Neill's and, and all your favorite uh, Danny's and all your favorite uh, bars. I'm trying to think of other ones. Um, big, oh, What's the uh, One Tree, not One Tree Hill, that was a television show, uh, Big Tree N, and, and all of these, these places around the stadium, that's taking a, a full game day away from them. I mean, and we're talking about a huge influx of money when the Bills are home. The NFL said, hey, guess what? We're taking it away this year. And that's following a year where the Bills lost a home game because of the weather. 
Remember, we played Cleveland in Detroit last year. That was a home game that was taken away. So I just think it's it's an interesting perspective when we've done all of this planning for a new stadium. We've talked about the, the funding of this new stadium, which, by the way, is already $300 million over what was originally planned. All that going into it, businesses, right, uh, building up around it. We've talked about that. Will businesses pop up? More businesses now that we know the stadium will be there for the next 30 years. Hotels possibly going up closer to the stadium. Um, You've got people who literally just buy land to rent out for events at the stadium. And the NFL can walk in and say, hey, uh, deduct one home game from Buffalo. And, you know, again, Jacksonville voluntarily gives up a game a year. That's up to them. Like the Bills used to give up a game a year to Toronto. That's on Jacksonville, right? And I guess they do get a a fair home field advantage because another team has to fly over there. But if you're not volunteering for that, if you're not volunteering up your, your home game, you've got the Buffalo Bills that, you know, have a waiting list for season tickets. Games that lately have been selling out. Every game, every season. And that's the fan base you want to say, hey, we're taking a game away. And, you know, I'll agree with this texter. Um, when I heard they were, this is the text uh, on 8030930. When I heard they were leaving on Thursday night for a Sunday game, I could not believe it. First of all, traveling at night is miserable. Yes, agreed. We have been to Europe several times, and it takes a good 48 hours to feel normal. And we did that even when we were much younger than we are now. They looked tired and not certain the same as they normally look. It takes a lot out of you. And I will never understand why they waited so long to make that trip. And then when so many injuries were happening, my immediate thought uh, was, are they playing on concrete? Which it seems like they did. Uh, I hope we never have to watch another Bills game in London. Yes, I also hope we never have to watch another Bills game in London. And, And to that point, now, I've never been to Europe, so I can't comment on that. I have been to Las Vegas. And I know that's going three hours the other way. And I did 40 hours in Vegas once, where I landed in Vegas, did 40 hours, got on a plane, came right back. Um, Back in time to do my shift here at WBEN. And now that was a lot of fun. But you want to talk about never adjusting and literally throwing an entire week off when when we got back. So me and a buddy just decided, hey, let's go. This was, you know, Mid-20s. I, I, I love Vegas. I absolutely love Vegas. I think it's a fun time. And I think you could have fun in Vegas without dropping a dollar gambling. It's just a fun party atmosphere, um, if you like that. And uh, we decided to go. Went to a concert while we were there. And we got back. It, it was 40 hours in Vegas, right? Not four days, 40 hours. That's less than two days actually on the ground in Las Vegas. It took me about a week to readjust Now, I never adjusted to Vegas time. I was just up for 40 straight hours. And the following week, oh, it was one of the most difficult weeks uh, that I can remember. It it, It was not till Thursday or Friday I finally felt like I was waking up and fully awake. You know that feeling when you've been up for a long time and you finally got to go to sleep? And then you wake up, and I don't care if you've slept for six hours or 12 hours. Then you finally wake up, and it still feels like you're tired. Like, you feel, like, awake. Like, okay, I'm awake, but you, there's still something dragging you down. Does anyone know what I'm talking about? 
That's exactly what it felt like after 40 hours in Vegas. For It was less than two days in Vegas, but for four days, I was really paying the price. Like, I was tired. I was, not, I was out, of, out, out of whack. I was not in any kind of groove. It was, it was a miserable week, but a fun weekend, you know? And I'm just thinking about the Bills. Obviously, they didn't stay up for 40 straight hours or, you know, party for 40 straight hours. However, I just getting used to that, getting ahead of time instead of going back in time and thinking they can do that in two days, again, getting a practice in and everything. I don't know. They just, they looked slow. They didn't look like themselves. They looked slow out of the gate. They just did not look like the team that put 48 on Miami. And I understand that you're, you're going to have your off weeks and everything. But I just, is, is this the moneymaker for the NFL that they think? Like, is this, is this what's getting fans into the NFL over in Europe? Like, that's the plan, right? The NFL wants to be worldwide. But, I mean, people in Europe are watching the Super Bowl before they were playing games there. Just look at some of the jerseys you saw in the crowd. I'm not sure playing these games is doing anything to grow the sport. And again, when you're playing it at 2.30 local time, at the same time that two huge Premier League soccer games were going on. So it wasn't even the spotlight that the NFL wants you to think it was. This wasn't the spotlight in London. No matter how big the NFL gets worldwide, soccer will always be number one in most places. And this is coming from someone who, yeah, I like to casually watch soccer, but I will take football over soccer any day of the week. People in London don't feel that way. So you're taking the game away from, and this might be bias, one of the best fan bases in the United States of America, right here in Buffalo. You're taking a home game away from them to put it in a city where it might be the fourth biggest event going on at the time. <laughs> when you put it that way, it kind of sounds ridiculous. No? 803-0930, star 930. Someone said, Joe, you sure that wasn't from The Hangover? Well, <laughs> talking about my Vegas weekend. You know, that might have something to do with it, Texter. You, you, you're, you're not wrong. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying. Uh, also on the Volkswagen of Orchard Park text board, Bet they make a new rule in the NFL after hearing all the backlash from yesterday's game. Always make the rule after the Bills suffer. Uh, yeah, I, I get that. And, and, you know, like I said, we'll see. Now, if Baltimore goes over there, I'm not sure who, sure who they're playing. I just know after the game yesterday when they um, dropped, uh, dropped one late to Pittsburgh in very ugly fashion, uh, when Baltimore dropped that game, the announcer said as soon as Baltimore gets up tomorrow, they're on a plane to London. So it's interesting that they obviously have some experts. I mean, it's the NFL, so I'm sure they hire the same type of experts to, to give them guidance on this. Obviously, the ones in Baltimore said, hey, get there as early as you can. Spend the week there. But, you know, I'd like to never have to talk to the experts about that again because I hope the Bills never have to go to London again. It just, to me, does not make sense. And, and I'm all for growing football. I love football. I'm just not sure how much playing these games is growing the sport of football. Does the Bills do the Bills have more fans in Toronto now because of the Toronto games they played back in the day? I would argue no. I mean, there were already a ton of Bills fans up in Toronto before Ralph Wilson started playing one game a season up there. 
you already had media outlets that were covering the Bills. So to, I don't think it had anything to do with those games. I don't think it added to the fan base. I could be wrong because I'm sure there are Blue Jay fans in Buffalo now who were never Blue Jay fans before they played a season here. So uh, maybe, maybe I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth. I just, for what we saw yesterday, and again, maybe you'll lose, you still lose Matt Milano if it's played here at Highmark Stadium. But losing that, that, that home field advantage, losing Milano for the season, I think there needs to be a lot of focus on, is this Europe series, and no offense to the people of Europe, I hope to be able to visit Europe one day, but is the Europe series worth it to the NFL overall? Is it worth picking these home games and taking them away from NFL franchises? Again, when you're putting over a billion dollars into the Buffalo Stadium, other stadiums they're putting over $2 billion, right? You see this thing they're building in Nashville. We're talking over $2 billion. Is it, you know, is it worth it, the NFL walking up and saying, beautiful $2 billion stadium you built, we're taking a home game away from you? In the long term, is, is, is the return on investment worth it? I don't know. I'm not a business guy. I don't work for the NFL. That's just the question I have after seeing the sorry performance that I saw yesterday in London. And again, a week after putting 48 on the Dolphins, who we were told you know are the next best thing, the Bills' window's closing because of the Dolphins. The Bills hang 40 up, 48 up on them at Highmark Stadium, and you're telling me they can't? They can only put 20 on a Jags team that has been struggling this season. I don't know. Maybe they do. Maybe they do. I realize Jacksonville did um, receive a few more pieces on defense before the game yesterday because of people coming off injury and coming off suspension. So, again, you had that factoring in as well. It just did not look like the crisp team that we had seen since the Jets game. It kind of looked like the team that lost the Jets game, if you ask me. And officiating also was not uh, <laughs> was not the best, as the texter says. Another text, yesterday's loss could very well be the difference between the playoffs and going home. Texture, I hope you're wrong, but it's difficult to say. I mean, it, it, it's... It's going to be close this season with as well, even after the Bills game, as well as the Dolphins are playing. You saw how the Dolphins rebounded this week. Now, we have the Giants next week. I mean, the Bills should beat the Giants by 21 points. Will they? We'll see. 803-0930, star 930. Let's go to uh, Tony and Clarence Center. Tony, what did you do for the game yesterday? Well, first of all, I had great trepidation about playing that game at all. Because of a the time change, the flight, the, you know, settling them in the resort. Uh, the, I, I also, the, but I'll tell you, Joe, the reason that these games are being played in, in uh, England, London area, Europe, is because the NFL in their plan, their their plan is to make a division of NFL teams in Europe itself. In other words, to set up their own league, uh, uh, like a regular division like we play in, in Europe itself. That I heard from several sources, that that is their goal, to set up a, you know, a conference with four teams that would play you know, uh, half their games in Europe and some games in the United States. They, that's what their you know, primary purpose is. 
But I'll tell you one of the things that was really bad that I saw was the playing field that the Bills and the the, the uh, Jacksonville team had to share. That was a horrible field. I don't know if it was uh, grass field. Joe, if you could find out, I'd yep, appreciate Tony, it. Tony, it's grass for soccer, but they put turf on it for football, which I d- does not make any sense to me at all. But it was a turf. No, it, it was a turf field. It doesn't make any sense at all. And I told your screener, I object to any playing any games outside. The, if you're in the NFL, you play your games in the continental United States. Yeah, I'm against any of these games. In fact, I was very I objected strenuously to Buffalo playing any games in Toronto. Oh yeah, because oh. they they did twenty thousand people for a game. That meant it was counted in the standings, but it was a joke. Yep. No, I, Tony, I completely agree. And the Bills only won one of those games against a depleted Washington team. Hey, uh, Tony, appreciate the call. Uh, yeah. I, 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 and again, no offense to our, our friends in Toronto, but, you know, I remember when those Toronto games were taking place. And we, I would talk to people from Toronto who would drive down to tailgate, and they said they hated the Toronto games. They're played in their backyard, and they said they'd rather the games be in Orchard Park because they have more fun coming to the games in Orchard Park. So that's that. And this this whole idea of the NFL one day having a European division, Tony, I've heard that as well. I, again, no offense to Europe. You had the NFL Europe, and it folded. Okay? I just, until the Premier League plays meaningful games in the United States of America, I, I'm not sure I'm a big fan of the NFL Uh, over in London for regular season games. And as for the NFL having a European division, I mean, that's like the Atlantic Coast Conference having teams in California. Oh, wait a minute. Uh, It's Beamer in for Bowerly back after this.